the future of photography. Adrian, I want you to go to our little recording notes and click on that first link that where it says click on the person who is real. Okay, this sounds like some sort of test. <laughs> well, it is a little thing based on something we previously talked about, uh, the, the uh, NVIDIA GAN that creates people, or faces, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, it's a little thing that shows you two pictures side by side of a person and a person. And you are just supposed to be, click, uh, to be clicking on the person who is real. And it just does that and... It, doesn't keep track you have to keep track yourself it's just a very interesting exercise because one is real and one is not and okay all right well uh, i'm gonna i'll click on my first one then and i'm uh, and i'm playing this and i oh, find was real i find that in let's say 90 percent of cases i can still reliably select the real person from the fake person uh Let's, uh, okay, so I've done three, let's go. Uh, Listen while we click on images on the web page. Oh, I've got one wrong. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I was I was thinking, what, what is it that okay. gives it away? What is it that uh, that gives it away? Because I'm clearly better than the artificial people producing network there so um i am uh I, and i think it, it is a few things it's rarely in the faces themselves but it is in the surroundings of the faces it's in the backgrounds that are slightly off where it uh, even in the bokeh in the out of focus part it just doesn't get it 100 right so um so that, that's interesting, right? It, it it gets the people quite right most of the time, but the backgrounds are often just a little bit off, just a little bit. Mm. They are, yes. It is. It way. is. It's. It's. It's almost like um, image compression artifacts in the background, uh, isn't it? As much as it is anything else. That, or in this case, where it really has problems, is there's a half half a face sticking in from the side, and this half a face has like two eyes in very weird spots because <laughs> it just doesn't handle doesn't handle half face as well um yeah so it, it, i think we're still a bit off but not too far um just one uh, just as a little update that i found uh yeah found worth mentioning here um mm, it, 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 it is getting it is getting better and better and better and it kind of links into the topic uh, of this week, which is photorealism. Uh, okay. Um, because we have, a, we have a progression going on there. I've, I do remember like the first computer-generated stuff that I saw that blew me away. Well, it was a little animation. I think it was in, uh, in some music video. And that blew me away. And later I found out it took them like a month to a month to render very basic kind of graphics <laughs> yeah. from today's point of view. And this has, but it has, this has become better and better and better. And if you, today, if you look into an Ikea catalog, if you just click on Ikea.com, if you open that, we're not sponsored by them, but just go and open the website. Uh, there's a good chance you'll see a photo in the front of some interior. And um, there's a very good chance that this is a 
fake photo. This is not real. This is rendered. This is computer generated. Now, it's it's not automatically computer generated. There's still a big team of really good graphic artists behind that who who kind of tell the computer what goes where and how the light is supposed to be. So there's no like autonomous uh, room generator that generates IKEA furniture for you. Um, but this is this and this is but this is quite convincing. What they do there on their in their catalog is very convincing and to the point where people are usually surprised when you tell them that probably well at least 80%, probably way over 90% of all those photos are not real photos. So yeah. photorealism has come a long way in these kind of still things. And but the the whole motion thing has taken a while to catch up because motion I mean, it's just a series of still photos. It's just a series of 25, 24, 30, 60, 120 pictures per second. But the motion itself, of course, has to be realistic as well. And we're talking about physics in there and so on. Mm. And uh, 2010, nine years ago, there was this, uh, this video that came out. It's called The Third and the Seventh. And we'll link all these in the show notes. And it's it's on YouTube, and it's this very beautiful video that you or little movie that shows you um, a library and some photography related things, and it's ju- it's pretty much just a collection of beautiful visuals. Um, it, I think it will appeal to you, Adrian, because it has a very um, it has a very it leans very much towards film photography themes. Ah, it shows okay. old mm-hmm. cameras. It shows strips of film. It shows prints of photography. And but that is all kind of set into. I think it's it's the library of um, of Exeter University or something. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and the whole thing. I mean, it 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 uses things that would happen, and it's it's fake. It's it's not real. Uh, but it uses things that would make things kind of. Uh, convincing not just the lighting of course and everything but in terms of motion there's a bit of camera shake here and there because they simulate a handheld camera and uh, so when I watched this first again nine years ago I thought what a brilliant piece of videography and uh, I, I, I did it didn't even occur to me initially that this could be from a computer because it looked so real and then well, after especially all, back then, I mean, it's it's easy to forget how quickly things move, isn't it? Move forward, right? And it took it took um, it took a long time to make this. I mean, again, there is someone who is very uh, very meticulous in getting everything right, every detail right, uh, and then you have to render it, which is again an offline process at that time. It takes very long to make this. Um, to make this frame by frame and every every frame depending on how much compute power you can throw at it would have taken i don't know minutes to maybe hours even so i can think of weeks to maybe months to get this whole thing rendered um and it turned out this is this one guy who did it at home so it's not like a big company who did the, the third and the seventh um but then we're looking at moving images, photorealistic moving images in real time. 
And what prompted me to, to make this episode is a video that uh, just came out um, of someone using the new Unreal Engine 4, which is a game engine, a photorealistic game engine where that a software developer would use that to base their game on pretty much. And yeah. I think Doom or Quake were based on the Quake was based on the Unreal Engine. I think that's where well, it that, came must, from. that was quite a while ago. <laughs> <clears throat> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. But if you if you open that video, the uh, introducing photorealism in Unreal Engine four, um, this is quite mind blowing because with a decent computer, with a decent graphics card, a decent decent graphics processor. These images that look like photos or look like video but aren't can be made in real time. And with real time, we're talking about these 30, 60 frames per second that are required for that. Just come out of the computer while you move around in that environment. And it looks amazing. It, it looks astonishing. Are you looking actually. at it right now? No, uh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. I, it, lo it looks it, well. I mean, th this particular movie is quite sort of. Oh, it, it's a showcase, of course. I mean, this has it, yeah. been made for this. This place somewhere in a, like an Icelandic volcanic landscape, and the car is driving. Um, and then there's this futurist, futuristic building built into a mountainside, and uh, it's 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 very much a sci-fi kind of environment, but. I mean, this this has everything that you would expect, like the, the normal things. You have a camera that has some motion. You have things in the shot that move physically correct. You have uh, lighting that behaves like real lighting. You have motion blur that would be um, what you get from a camera while filming something. Um, you have the right lens artifacts, the depth of field and everything. And all that together, which is highly complex to make, uh, happening in real time is, yeah, just nine years, you know? <laughs> it, it just nine. So, so one of the, one of the interesting things for me is the uh, on on the the second one, the Unreal Engine. Um, there's it is it is a showcase, absolutely, it's a showcase. But there's also um, uh, there's a list of credits at the end of it. Mm -hmm. uh, which are interesting, not necessarily because of the people, because I don't, I don't recognise the names of any of the people. These are not top Hollywood directors or anything, because it's a different, it's a different art form, isn't it? Um, but some of the roles, right? So, um, and the order in which they have. So, you know, first one director, second art director. Okay, yeah, you know, those are terms people know. The third one, CG supervisor. <laughs> okay, um, uh, then there's um, you know digital cinematography. Um, it is, is right up there. Um, Megascans team. <laughs> what yep. are the Megascans team doing? That sounds great. Mm -hmm. If they're the people out there, you know, capturing the imagery from the real world to turn into textures or whatever. Well, uh, I don't know, but that's 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 an awesome. It, actually, that is the case. If if you look at that first video, we have two videos that we link from there. Um, the first one is this uh, showcase in the Icelandic looking landscape, and I think what I read somewhere that an actual team went to Iceland and scanned textures uh -huh. for that. So there okay. are real textures in there. So it's not just some something that someone built in a black box somewhere. It is based on on reality and. Yeah. 
So they, they must have spent weeks or months to get all these textures together and at the right resolution I'm to be sure used must in that. Yes. Yeah. So there, and, and there's watch it. So, so there's a, another role in their terrain art. I like the idea yeah, of terrain art. That's it's interesting. A, new 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 jobs being created. New types of jobs coming. Well, out. this is the, yes, and this what they say, um, or, or, or people have said for some while that you know there's no point in giving careers advice in schools because by the time your children are old enough, none of the jobs that exist today will exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, very true very true you know how do i how do i prepare my two young children for the workplace when yeah. you know mo, mo, the workplace will have radically changed um right. by the time they get there so well yeah. so so this is not an ad for for the unreal engine but it is just uh, an observation um the second thing that uh, came out of that was that um, the, the one thing that is still kind of the hardest to produce is uh, characters, people, and mm -hmm. just characters in general, because they, they, they are very easy to get wrong or very hard to get right. So they, so they feel like real people. And there's this, there's this uncanny valley uh, paradigm. Have you heard of that? Uh, so I have, but remind me. So it's it's pretty much if you if you do a graph, an x axis and a y axis, and on the x axis is the time. No, on the x axis is how far advanced the computer graphics are of people, and on the y axis it is how much people like it. Okay, so you have a you have a initially you have a kind of a linear correlation. Graphics get better, people like it more. Graphics get better, people like it more. So it's like a raising line. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, but but they will still look fake enough, you know? They will still look like, okay, this is a cartoon, this is not a real thing. And then at one point where those graphics get to a certain point in in quality, it starts to the the, the interest the the liking the character drops almost to zero. Okay. People actually hate it when it goes when it gets too good to a certain point and then after a while if it gets even better than that people start coming back again. So there is Do, this Is that right? Okay. Yes. Okay. So there's that and this is kind of the valley in the graph that where it comes from. So this uncanny valley this is where it gets uncanny where it is still kind of obvious that it is fake but it looks like your brain wants to accept it for real and there's this huge mismatch in your mind that's pretty much what that means i get that pretty much at anything over 30 frames per second actually <laughs> there's a different kind of uncanny valley um the recent example is uh, sonic the hedgehog the new movie coming out and uh, uh it's like a live action movie so they turned sonic the hedgehog into this live character into this real character oh really okay and All right. there's a huge huge controversy about this because when they released the trailer the people people went crazy people people hated it so, so deeply I heard, because I heard the it, noise um, and and i haven't actually been to see the trailer yet so. go go on youtube sonic the hedgehog trailer you'll find it and it just it just doesn't if you know the original character which is a cartoon character and now all of a sudden it looks like i don't know it just looks wrong and it does even for someone like me who never really played sonic the hedgehog oh, i still I look uh, at it and it, it sonic it, the hedgehog was a big game when i was a it student it just <laughs> freaks me out seeing that and people were so freaked out and the public backlash was so huge that the studio announced that they will change the character it's half a year before the release of this movie and they oh, wow, okay. just announced they will change it so they are you can just hope that their production pipeline allows for this to be fairly easy. Poor, poor 
graphic artists. It's not their fault that it looks this horrible. It's the art direction who got this wrong. So, so Uncanny is interesting. And, and just to bring this back, Unreal Engine 4 is also being used for some very realistic characters um, that I still think are slightly on the uncanny side, but I think they're over that hump mostly, at least to a good extent. And this, again, we're talking real time, right? We're not talking something that is rendered offline for weeks. We're talking something that is, uh, is happening as the computer renders it. So... Yeah, what does that mean for the future of photography? Computer realism is on the rise, for sure, and it's only yep. getting more realistic. So, uh, so, so it's growing realism in artificial photography. And I just wonder, does that mean we'll need less real photography in the future? Less actual photography, because that landscape could as well come from, uh, from a graphics, in real time from a graphics card. Well, clearly, clearly, IKEA have decided that it is uh, more efficient and, uh, I guess, more cost-effective uh, to to do this. So, you know, uh, I wonder at what point is it going to be more efficient and cost-effective uh, for? Well, I don't know. Uh, other uh, other types of uh, yeah, other types of commercial photography or 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 movie making or or something like that. Um, yeah, I, Am I still going to be taking pictures of my friends and family? I, I expect so. <laughs> will, will I take pictures of them and then bring them back to to my um, uh, pocket computer of choice on the day and and put them into a post apocalyptic environment <laughs> that that many people have spent years scanning Iceland to create? Well, maybe because that could be fun as well. Well, you, you know, real things is one thing, but the whole stock photography, the whole landscape stuff that is very stylized these days, anyway. Hmm. You know, you know, I could imagine the future where you put on your VR headset and just go to do a photo tour in your living room. <laughs> I, you, you know what? You know what? I have just pre-ordered the um, what is it? The Oculus Quest. The have um, you? Okay. Which is which is a VR headset without a computer, so it has had it built in and. Um, yeah, at this point, my, my main impetus for getting this is like, ah, oh, it looks like a fun game kind of thing. And that's probably what it's mostly going to be used for. But I wonder if there will be photography related things in there because in-game photography is getting more and more interesting. Um, in-game photography, I still, I'm still waiting for these big, it's not games anymore, but photo tours that you can just load onto one of your VR headsets and be there. Right. See, uh, that really doesn't work for me on 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 any number of levels. Oh, it doesn't for me because I want to be there. The real experience is it's definitely uh, where it's at for sure, and no question about that. But there are people who just want to get a taste of I don't know a taste of Iceland without actually having to get up off there from the sofa. Yeah, so we're so back that, at the sofa again from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yes back at yeah so i think uh, yeah for, for me i think that there's it depends on what you're creating these images for i think I, it that, has that, implications for stock photography for sure but i i think that's but photography is they're like actual photography capturing what's there is just going to move further into a niche of of uh 
capturing real events, actual events. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I, uh, maybe we'll need a, f- uh, and that's that's cause, because I guess I guess I'm just yeah, just a little bit uncomfortable because that's kind of where my, um, uh, where my interest lies. <laughs> oh, it does for me for sure. But isn't isn't it? I mean, I don't think it's it's completely out of the question that maybe in future we'll have some like a a seal a seal like a certificate of reality on a picture. Something that tells people, hey, that's an actual photo and not just something. It quotes just something. That's not just, but it's, uh, it's not yes. something that you see now that, 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 that now you got, now you're getting my attention. Cause before you were taking me down, you, you just sprung a memory, uh, actually. Um, there's a, uh, there's a Bruce Willis film called Surrogates. Mm hmm. Uh, which, which is, uh, it's a sort of futuristic world where, where people mostly stay at home, real people mostly stay at home because they can, um, um, work through surrogate, you know, um, uh, people like robots, right? So, um, uh, robots that act very much like people and, and the whole of society has changed. Uh, so people actually don't interact personally. They interact through, through this medium of a surrogate, right? Um, and and you had you, you know, so I was thinking, okay, well, you know, okay, I could send my surrogate to go on a photo tour, couldn't I? Or, or I could send my surrogate to the virtual reality shop to buy a virtual reality headset and stuff like that. No, no, <laughs> oh, no, no, we, oh, meta, meta, meta levels. <laughs> yeah, it just all spirals. But now, now, certificate of reality that that um, that that prompts another uh, uh, another memory, which I think, um, and I'm not going to get the name right, but uh, I think I've mentioned it on on the podcast before. Um, about uh, a sci-fi story, um, and uh, this is you know, sort of not quite space opera stuff, but certainly it's a sci-fi story where there are alien races, and there's this one alien race that doesn't accept photography as legal evidence for anything, yeah, because the the powers of manipulation, uh, I mean, of, uh, are such that it just is just unreliable. I, I think it goes beyond that. Even if you go to a gallery today, they often pride themselves that these are real silver gelatin prints as opposed to inkjet prints so uh, the ones being the first ones being made in a dark room with uh, photo paper and an, ex- and an enlarger and so on and the second one being made from a printer which just in 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 the outcome doesn't make that much difference but it is a different feeling for people to know that they're standing in front of like actual real photos uh, the analog way <laughs> you know and i'm just i just wonder if that might become kind of a thing in the future where you see a photo and you you kind of want to know has the photographer actually been there has he gone the extra mile to climb up that that rock to take that photo or has he was he sitting at his computer doing it or walking around his living room with a VR headset yes well in the sense that the word photography um in some way um uh, is defined as capturing light <laughs> yeah personally i prefer to be out capturing light but there we go <laughs> yeah uh me too me too me too but hey let's see let's see if the vr thing catches on i'm definitely going to try all right that was it for this week after uh, photography huh? yeah just a, a quick update uh we are still casting oh yes we are. we are still we are still looking for uh, a new voice to join the future for, 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 for somebody who can actually say the name of the show would be good as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
that would be your your highest qualification if you send in your your audition tape to us not a not an actual tape but uh if you send in your audition to us um prove to us that the first thing that you can say the name of the show that would be a major bonus point no other Absolutely. than that go, go to the future of photography.com slash casting we are looking to add a new voice and a new perspective to this show and maybe it's you maybe could be you and we're still collecting to those who sent in their auditions thank you so much we are still in the collecting phase and when the time comes we'll have a really close listen and uh, yeah get back to you so thanks everyone and we'll be back in a week from now with oh an episode on color science mm -hmm. <laughs> so until then take care and bye 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 You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. <laughs>